the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We have to become poor in spirit before we can become rich in spiritual blessings. Only those who humbly depend upon God for salvation are admitted into the kingdom of heaven. It's a lot like letting go of our own personal desires for our lives and control and allowing God to take control. Welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse as Pastor Leighton Sheely presents a fascinating look at the Beatitudes found in the fifth chapter of the book of Matthew. I'm Mike Trout, and this is a broadcast outreach called Study Verse by Verse. We've been in the Beatitudes for a number of programs, and I'll let you know how you can listen to past broadcasts when we get down to the end of this particular program. By the way, Church of the Highlands is on the web at highlands.us. Jesus said, Blessed are the poor. Poor. In Greek, there's, there's more than one word for poor. There's a word, uh, penis, which describes a person who works for their living, a working person. And um, it, it's a person who just gets by day after day. They have what they need, but no more. But that's not the word that was used here. The word that Matthew used here was potokos, which describes absolute and abject poverty. And it's related to a word that means to couch or to cower. And it describes a victim in which the victim is beaten to their knees. It's been said, Penis describes a person who has nothing extra. Pitokos describes a person who has nothing at all. Blessed is the man who is completely poverty-stricken. Blessed is the person who is absolutely destitute in spirit. In spirit. Blessed are the poor in spirit. We have to be very careful to note that this beatitude doesn't think that material blessing is a good thing. It's not a blessed state. It is not blessed to live in a slum. It is not blessed to go to bed hungry. And that's the kind of poverty that Christianity wants to remedy and eradicate. If it was true that that's what this verse was talking about, then, then being in poverty would be a blessing and it would be wrong for us to take away anybody's blessing. It would be wrong for us to uh, seek to relieve them from their suffering. It would be wrong of us to have social programs or orphanages or hospitals or inner city missions or food kitchens if that's what this was talking about. But Jesus did not say it's blessed to be materially poor. He said it's blessed to be poor in spirit. To be poor in spirit is to be poor in the inward person, not the outward circumstance. To be poor in spirit is to recognize one's position of spiritual poverty before God. Now, 
in all probability, this sermon was not originally spoken in Greek, which is recorded for us. It was probably spoken in Aramaic. And the word in Aramaic that was probably used describes a person who is helpless and has put their whole trust in God. And so when you put the Greek and the Aramaic together, it's saying, blessed is the person who has realized their own utter helplessness and has put their whole trust in God. Now, when you understand that this first beatitude is saying that, it would seem that the doctrine of justification by faith was not uh, initiated by Paul, but was initiated by Jesus right here. This is one of the strongest statements of the doctrine of justification by faith alone and Jesus alone, because it, it is a statement of a person's complete inability to please God by any effort of their own. The poor in spirit recognize that they are unworthy to stand in the presence of God most holy, and they utterly depend upon God's mercy and grace. It is a recognize that we are spiritually bankrupt before God. And this cannot be achieved by looking inside, by looking within. Because as the word says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? What the Bible tells us is we can deceive ourselves. And we do. We justify thoughts and words and deeds that are contrary to the ways of God, and we excuse them instead of repenting of them and asking forgiveness and cleansing. So looking inside, looking within, doesn't bring us to a point of spiritual poverty, and neither does looking out as on others, because we as, a, as human beings have a tendency to compare ourselves with others. And we look at others, we can always find somebody who's in worse shape than we are. And that's what we look for so that we can make ourselves feel better. Well, I am more acceptable to God than that person. There's an illustration I, I often use. I call it the line of righteousness. It's an imaginary line here, and this is uh, perfect evil, and this is perfect righteousness. And so on this line, where would you put somebody like Billy Graham? Where would you put uh, somebody like Mother Teresa? Where would you put somebody like Hitler? Where would you put yourself? Now, you probably put yourself in the middle, unless you have delusions of grandeur, in which case we need to talk. <laughs> but how good do you have to be to be acceptable to God? And Jesus gives us the answer in this very chapter, verse 48, you therefore must be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. So understanding our position of spiritual poverty doesn't come from looking in or looking out, it comes from looking up. God is the standard, the line is perfection, none of us measure up. There is none righteous, no, not one. The Sermon on the Mount establishes such a high standard that if we take it seriously, we realize we cannot merit salvation. We can't attain it. And that drives us to seek God's salvation through Christ Jesus, our Savior and Lord. And once we receive this salvation as God's gift to us through Christ, then, then the sermon shows us how we ought to live in order to glorify God in our living. We must become poor in spirit 
before we can become rich in spiritual blessings. What spiritual blessings? For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. We have to become poor in spirit before we can become rich in spiritual blessings. Only those who humbly depend upon God for salvation are admitted into the kingdom of heaven. Now notice that the other Beatitudes all speak in the future tense, but not the first or the eighth. It's in the present tense. Theirs is, present tense, the kingdom of heaven. If you come to God recognizing you're spiritually destitute, asking for his salvation, you have right now the benefits of the kingdom of God. So the question is, do you want to be blessed? Then you need to recognize that you cannot save yourself. You cannot make yourself acceptable to God. You need a Savior. Listen, God is not lucky you chose to be on his team. But I know some Christians that have that attitude. Man, I don't know what God would do if he didn't have me on his team. God is not lucky you chose to be on his team. We are blessed that God allows us to be on his team despite the fact we have absolutely nothing to contribute. Ephesians 2.8 says, For by grace you have been saved. By grace you have been saved. How do we get to the grace? Through faith. You have been saved by grace through faith, and this not of your own doing. It's the gift of God. Not of works, so that no one can boast. God has offered to us this incredible gift of salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ Jesus alone. Have you received Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord? Well, perhaps there are some among us today that want to make this the day. They want to say, Jesus, if you're real, I invite you to be my Savior and Lord. Make you real to me. Make your salvation real to me. And if you're that person today, then I want to invite you to join with me and other Christians in this prayer. I'm going to invite all of the Christians to pray uh, this prayer. Let's bow our heads and I'll say a phrase and you repeat it. Dear Jesus, thank you for making me and loving me, even when I've ignored you and gone my own way. I need you in my life, and I'm sorry for my sins. I ask you to forgive me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Please help me to understand it more. And as much as I know how, I want to follow you from now on. Please come into my life. And make me a new person inside. I accept your gift of salvation. Please help me to grow now as a Christian. In Jesus' name, amen. And the Bible says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. If you made that decision today, can you do me a favor? Just take a piece of paper, write your name, phone number, email or something on it. Give it to an usher because I want to make sure that, that I or one of my team follows up with you and encourages you on and you're walking. And I may have said some things this morning that, that 
you have some questions about. We've got some incredible people over right across the way in the visitor hospitality. They're there to answer your questions about God, Jesus, the Bible, salvation, the church, whatever it might be. Lord, we are so thankful that you've given us your word and you've made it so very, very clear. Because we as people, we have such a tendency to want to do things ourselves. And we got this notion that we can somehow or other save ourselves. And your word says very, very clearly, it ain't going to happen. We can only come to you desperately in poverty, poor in spirit. And Lord, when we come to you in that way, you save us. You are the author and finisher of our faith. You promised you would be faithful to complete it. If you began a good work, you'd be faithful to complete it. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness to us. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. All God's people said, Amen. God bless you. So is God. Oh, I love an enthusiastic ending. You're listening to Pastor Leighton Sheely and a broadcast we call Study Verse by Verse, and he's in the book of Matthew taking us through the Beatitudes, and we'll be in this series for a number of weeks. If you miss any of the programs, just go to the website highlands.us, click on the Messages link, and you'll see this entire series on the Beatitudes there. You can also contribute to the ministry and help us continue when you go to our ministry website at studyversebyverse.com. Have a great rest of your day, and come back next time when we'll open the Word of God and study verse by verse.